0: Hello everybody, welcome to Jumping in an Elevator, the podcast where I am Mike from the world's most successful YouTube channel. Yes, you can look it up in the Guinness World of Records. I talk about things you want to know more about, but you can Googling yourself. Last few episodes I haven't really followed that trajectory per se, etc. eg. Exactly. And this one's kind of a hybrid because I'm going to be talking about my experience in corporate Um. But I think that kind of fits the thing because it's like if you want to know more about corporate, how do you find out? You can Google it. You go on Miss Quora, but then maybe you want firsthand experience and that's what I'm here to give, okay? Um, a couple of updates. First update, I'm sitting on a stool, which is camp. Me sitting on a stool is camp. I'm sitting on a stool because I wanted to show off my wall. Um, If you're listening to this, Basically, what's going on is I have a wall behind me, which if you watch my YouTube videos, you would have seen the M sign, which apparently people didn't realize that the M is an M. They thought I just put a random shape behind me for lights. Besties, no. It's an M for Mike because that is my name. Great. So we've got the M lights. She's giving neon, of course. When is she not? Then I've started putting up stuff around the M. So I have one of my favorite drag queen posters And then I've got my YouTube plaque. Then I've started putting like magazine covers and magazine shoots of all my faves. So at the moment, um, I'm just looking in the camera thing. So I'm trying to get these right that I can see, but you can see Tyler, you can see Charlie Taylor, the Taylor Swift Wonderland shoot. You don't understand. Like Taylor has never looked better. If you look up Ted Swift Wonderland shoot, what was that noise? Was that me? I don't know. She's giving the girls mullet. She's giving the girls sweaty face. She's giving the girls eyeshadow. and it's everything that we wanted and more. So shout out to Wonderland for that magazine shoot. It was really giving the give. And um, we've also got this, I think it was V magazine shoot of Charlie Grimes and Sky Ferreira. And they're all hiding. They're hot. They're, oh my God. Can I speak? They're all holding mice and it's so iconic. So that's there. And then what else do I have? I've got a couple of Rina Sawiyama's and then there's a Nicki Minaj dazed cover as well. So the wall's probably like 20% done. And I think it's going to look so iconic when it's finished. I'm really excited about that. Because like, imagine if I finish the whole wall, I think I've done what I need to do on this planet. You know what I mean? That's like, that is my journey. My journey is to finish this wall. And I'm going to put space for a second plaque for if and when. Actually, not if and when. When, not if, because it will happen when the podcast reach 100,000 subscribers. I'll get another plaque. And I'll put the Miss Girl up there on the other side. Just, like, really, like, off, like, not symmetrical vibes. Everyone's going to be scheduled panicking. So I'm really excited about that. Um, in terms of other updates, I was actually having a really nice morning. Not was, implies that I'm not anymore, because I am. <laughs> but I woke up and... I went and got a coffee and then I went to the bookstore, bitch. Oof, I'm that bitch now. Like I get up, I go to the like bookstore with a coffee and walk around. I'm like, hey, bestie, can you give me a book recommendation? And I was having a chat to the lady at the bookstore and she was like, what are you after? Fiction or nonfiction? I'm like, bestie, I don't know the difference. Like which one's not the real one? She judged me for that, but as she should. But honestly, I don't, I can, I can never... Tell the difference between nonfiction and fiction. Even though I was a reading stand, I was a book stand <laughs> back in the day, and I obviously knew the difference. I just, I, my brain just cannot process the words fiction and nonfiction. You know, some people can't do left and right. That's like me with fiction and nonfiction. So there's that. Um, and I picked up a book called, I've got it here, Show and Tell Vibes. It's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And apparently, hang on, I'll read you the. Um, blurb. Between life and death, there is a library, she said. I don't know why I'm British, sorry. And within the library, the shelves go on forever. Every book provides a chance to another life um, you could have lived to see how things would be if you had made other choices. I'm sorry for reading so weirdly. It's been a while since I've read. <laughs> would you have done anything different if you had the chance to undo your regrets? So I'm excited to read that. I will let you all know. Am I getting back into reading because Emma Chamberlain uploaded a video called Reading is Hot? I don't know. Am I getting back into reading because my mum is a book stan? I don't know. Fun fact, every time I record in front of my mum's bookshelf back home in La Casa in Perth, everyone's like, can you do a book tour, bookshelf tour? And I'm like, bestie, besties, it's not my bookshelf. Like, I have not read barely half a percent of the books on this shelf. That is my mum's domain. My mum is such a book stan. My mum used to... I might be getting this wrong, so sorry, mum. But she used to moderate a discussion board online for this really big author. I'm not going to say the name in case I get it wrong, but I know it was a really big author. She used to moderate like the forum, which is so cool. That's like, that's like girl boss vibes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, another update is Patreon. I refunded everyone for April because April has been insane, really busy. And I feel like I've only put out two or three episodes of the podcast and I didn't want people to be paying for nothing. So I've refunded everyone and then I'll change the tiers and update from May. So if you didn't see the post in Patreon, that's why you got refunded. Um, And then following on from what I was saying about waking up and getting a coffee and going to the bookstore, I'm having a really nice time at the moment. I think I'm trying to find the balance between working and doing creative things and that kind of thing. And, like, putting the, this wall together has been really nice because I haven't really done anything creative in a long time. And you might be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You literally have a podcast and you have a YouTube channel and you're setting up the label and stuff like that. And, like, yes, that is creative, but I'm talking about, like, being creative in the sense that I'm not immediately trying to profit off it. Whereas, like, with YouTube, yes, I'm being creative. Yes, I'm having fun. But at the moment, that is my job. So it's like, if I don't do it, I will not make any money. But if I do do it and I do it well, then I will make money. So it's like, obviously, there's that in the back of my mind, thinking about how to kind of do both things, like profit off it and also have fun. Whereas stuff like reading or putting this wall together behind me, it's just fun. Like it's there is no immediate monetary gain from it, which... I mean, you could look at this stuff all day on YouTube and listen to podcasts about it, about how, um, especially my generation, we kind of went into school and university thinking about what we can do to maximize how much money we make or like how you can monetize your side hustles and stuff like that. And you know what? I've, I've spoken about side hustles before and all that kind of thing. And yes... I love a side hustle. I love when someone has a side hustle. I just think it's important to kind of lower your own expectations for yourself. Like it's okay to chill out every now and then and just do something fun. And that kind of brings me into the discussion about corporate. So why am I so out of breath? Let me just take one second to breathe and I'm not gonna edit this out just to prove that I am in fact human and I do breathe. That was shaky as hell. At the moment I am doing YouTube podcast, streaming, and a label set up pretty much full-time. That's what I do to make money, right? Um, I am not working in corporate. I used to work in corporate and I stopped working corporate in October. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. And I didn't immediately let everyone know that I had keyworded when I did keyword, especially on YouTube, because I had a feeling that people were going to be really weird about it and they were weird about it. When If I slipped up or if I said that I wasn't working anymore, people would be like, oh my God, why did you quit? And it's like, mm, you don't really know the situation and I don't really have to tell you everything that made me make that decision. But basically, it was working for me and then it got to a point where all of this other creative stuff that I was doing, like YouTube and the podcast and everything, it got to a point where... I was having more fun and making more money off doing this stuff that I spent 10% of my time on. And then this other thing that I was spending 90% of my time on, like working extra hours and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. And like working from home meant that I didn't get to see my friends. So it kind of made me realize that I only really liked that particular job because of the people that I was working with. So then when I wasn't working with them or a lot of them had also Q worded Q worded quit by the way. (laughs) Um, or R-worded, resigned, um, it made me realise that maybe this isn't what I need to be doing right now. So I definitely think that I will be back in corporate at some point or engineering. I would really love to get back into mechanical engineering. And that is actually quite stressful for me in terms of being out of the industry. Like I've been out of the industry per se for... I mean, like six months, but then also my job that I was doing in corporate was software engineering and I want to get back into mechanical engineering. So really it's almost like two years, two and a half years that I've been out of mechanical engineering. So will I be able to get back in? Time will tell. Imagine if I'm doing like video interviews for jobs and I have this wall behind me. They have to hire me, right? They'll be like, oh my God, he knows of the Taylor Swift Wonderland shoot. He's a Swifty. Give him the job absolutely absolutely side note i'm really enjoying this stool moment for everyone involved like i think i'm giving radio presenter actually that reminds me of another thing i want to one of my goals for the podcast is to like elevate it and i want to um you know how people have like podcasts that are owned by a company or something and the company like runs and promotes and all that kind of shit that's what i would love i would love to just like record the episodes, and then get someone else to do everything. That'd be so much fun. Because it's the other stuff that takes so much longer. Anyway, okay, so I am going to tell some stories from corporate. Disclaimer, I I did not hate my job. I didn't hate the people that I worked with. The culture around consulting and corporate and stuff like that, yes, I have some things to say, but this is not at all a bad reflection on the company or a bad reflection on the people that I worked with or the clients or anything like that, or myself. Like, I did not waste any time when I was doing that job. It was right for me at that time and it got to a point where it wasn't right for me anymore. So that's why I left. So these stories are also quite lighthearted. So if you're thinking that I'm going to like spill the tea on like detailed stuff, like whatever, that's not going to happen. So this is chill vibes, okay? So for example, (laughs) the first story... I've titled Friday Afternoon Blow Up. What could that mean? For you as a listener, what does Friday Afternoon Blow Up mean? Well, let me tell you. If you're thinking about toilets, that's exactly what's happening here. So uh, at the company that I worked with, it was consulting. And consulting means that a lot of the time, the people that you work with are working with clients or they're at the client office or they're at meetings or all kinds of stuff. So on Fridays, there'd be this thing where most people would come back to the office and then you'd see everyone. And it's like a, it's like, it's a thing to keep everyone um, connected essentially. And I remember every single Friday at around 11am vibes, somebody went to the bathroom and fucking blew that shit up. Okay. You might be like, what, why are you telling me this? Because that is one of the things that I remember from this job, okay? I would go to the bathroom, maybe like 12 or 1, and the same cubicle every single Friday would just, it'd be blocked. Those pipes were blocked. Someone was blowing it up. And I spent quite a bit of thinking time, thinking about like, who is this person that's absolutely blowing it up and sending it to the next dimension, because it had to be someone who wasn't there during the rest of the week because, like, it didn't happen any other day unless they were saving all the, the hoo-ha for Fridays. So that was something fun. Someone blew up the bathroom every Friday, and that's the number one memory that I have from working in corporate. So isn't that a bit of fun? <laughs> Next story, the cauliflower explosion. Okay, this one's great. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. So... In the kitchen, communal, think communal kitchen, like the office kitchen vibes, like the show The Office, The Kitchen, etc. cetera. Um, I was sitting with some friends, some besties. Shout out to the besties. And um, we were having lunch. As you do during lunchtime, you eat. The rumours are true. I do eat. I do eat and I do breathe. I'm not a robot. Maybe robots eat and breathe, though. But you didn't hear that from me. Okay, so... I didn't even know what I was eating. That's during my, um, I was going to say my cheap era, but it wasn't really my cheap era. It was more a case of my wasn't earning much money era and spending most of my money on rent. So I'll do like a bulk pasta cook situation and then I just eat pasta every day for like a week. And then I wondered why I was feeling sick. Maybe it's because I was just eating fucking pasta all the time. God. Anyway, so yeah, I was eating my pasta, chatting with the girls, And then this guy walks in and he's got a thermos in the fridge. So he walks in and goes to the fridge and gets his thermos. Um, And it's a thermos of cauliflower soup. And we love that healthy moment for Mr. Sir. Okay. This guy was really nice, by the way. Um, you, You tend to remember the nice people. Like you do remember the nasty people. But I found that since I left, I remember the nicer people more, which is nice. It's a nice thing to think about. Anyway, so this guy gets his soup out of the fridge And it's a thermally insulated thermos, per se. I think thermos is the brand. That kind of sounds right. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you could put, like, cold stuff in it and it won't feel cold. Or you could put hot stuff in it and it won't feel hot. So, Mr. Sir gets his soup, puts it in the microwave. And he puts it in for however long. Takes it out. Can't fucking open it. So it's, like, sealed shut. Which should not happen, Okay. And let me tell you why that happened. Because when he poured the soup into the thermos, it was hot. And then he put it in the thermos so it stayed hot for a long time. Then he put it in the fridge. Okay. So he put this hot liquid in the fridge. And then he tried to heat up the refrigerated hot liquid in the microwave. And the contents inside had expanded. And then also, I think cauliflower kind of gives off a little bit of gas. (laughs) So then the pressure inside was insane. This is insane. Quoting the Megan, the stallion video where she finds the eyelash bug. Anyway, so then Mr. Sir tries to open the thing and no one can open it, right? It's just sealed shut. And Mr. Sir wants his soup so bad. Cauliflower soup kind of bangs, right? I get it. So then this other guy, another nice guy, comes in with a knife and he's like, I will open it. So he's like prying the knife under the lid to open this cauliflower soup thermos. My God. Okay, next thing you know. The lid comes off. But it doesn't just, like, fall off. This bitch explodes. It's giving Friday 11am blow up from the mystery man. Okay? Like, cauliflower soup went fucking everywhere. So the guy that was opening it, it went, like, all over his face. Okay? All in his hair. All over his clothes. It hit the ceiling. The cap hit the ceiling. And as it hit the ceiling, the soup because it's like a a bottle, essentially, it shot directly upwards and hit the ceiling, like with force, with velocity. You could do calculations in high school physics on this shit, right? And it sprayed all over the ceiling, sprayed all over the cabinets in the kitchen. Um, Then the baddies that were at the lunch table with me, we also got hit. So there was like, my friend Rosie was sitting across from me and she was like, Her back was facing the microwave and where all the shenanigans were happening. And it went all over her back. Um, Another lady had just walked into the room. She was like 10 meters away. And the thing explodes. It goes all over her hair, over her face, and over her like really nice jacket. But the fact that she was like walking in as it happened, she took the explosion before it got to me. She jumped on the grenade. She jumped on that stinky cauliflower soup grenade to save me. And that is true bestie behavior. So shout out. You know who you are. So shout out to you. Um, And that cauliflower soup stunk. Like, not to cauliflower soup shame that man. That soup stunk. Like, I don't know if it was like cauliflower and blue cheese, but there was some kind of stinky stank stunk happening there. But I know that, like, the stinkiest food kind of tastes the best. Do Do you agree? Like and subscribe if you agree. I think that's fair to say but then like cauliflower blue cheese soup going in your hair and then you having to work the rest of the day with cauliflower blue cheese soup in your hair that is not the move anyway they had to um bring in the janitorial staff with a fucking ladder so they could climb up and clean the soup off the ceiling yeah that was a cultural reset okay let me talk about consulting so consulting is where you consult, WIG. It's in the name. Stop asking questions. Um, I thought I'd give some thoughts on consulting in general. So it was good in a sense that you could work with a bunch of different people on a bunch of different projects and um, you get a lot of different experiences. You get to travel, which was cool until it wasn't, but we'll get to that. Um, But yeah, I guess the main benefits of working in consulting are the breadth of work that you get to do and the people you get to work with. And for me, the thing that I enjoyed most about working in corporate was the people that I worked with. So the fact that I got to work with a whole bunch of different people was really one of the benefits. Um, But then in terms of the travel thing, right, I remember there was one day where... So I was based in Melbourne and I flew to Brisbane for one meeting. One meeting. Like I woke up at 4am or some shit to go on a flight to Brisbane for one meeting. And then I came back at night. And I just remember thinking this could have been an online call. This is before everything happened with the panoramic. So I guess like, I don't know if you can find benefits in the panoramic, but I guess one of the benefits would be that there are more online calls and there's less of that ridiculous traveling. But I just remember thinking, this is like, this is not fun. Like, I'm not enjoying this. When I first started and I had to fly somewhere for um, a couple of days for meetings and that kind of stuff, or like because the team was based in Sydney or something, you would go there for a, a few days during the week. That was fun. It was exciting. Um, but then the other side is that one day stuff. And that's not just like, that just happened to me one day. Like a lot of people do that stuff. Like a lot of people travel all the time and they like brag about how many miles they have on like, or frequent fly points or whatever they have with their airlines and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, are you having fun? Is this what you want to be doing? Could this be an email thread? Could this be an online meeting? That was one of the things I was just kind of like, this seems a bit wasteful. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe that's more of a personal thing. If you, if you love traveling, then maybe that's what you want to be doing. So fair enough. Um, and then the other side of what I was saying before about having all this, all these different projects to work on, everyone's very busy, like very busy because with consulting, I guess companies are trying to win projects, right? So then you have all these deliverables and, If everything's not perfect in terms of scope planning and all that kind of stuff, it can really get hectic, especially, uh, so I was a software engineer or front-end developer, so I was building stuff. And when it gets to crunch time, it gets to crunch time, bitch. Like, if things aren't done, when things need to be done, they will get done. And if you are the one that needs to get it done, you will done did it, if you know what I mean. I guess what I'm trying to say with that is For me right now, I essentially work for myself, right? So if I have a deadline for a video or something like that and I haven't done the work in time or something took longer than expected and it's not gonna be done on time, then I'm the only person to blame for that and my planning was slightly off and I can work around it. But then in corporate and in consulting, you don't necessarily set the expectation Right? Maybe someone else has scoped out how long everything will take, um, but that's not necessarily how long you will take to do it or how long your team will take to do it because maybe other variables come in and it changes the scope and all that kind of thing. And that was one of the things that I found a bit tricky to deal with in a sense that um, sometimes the deadline would just not work, but then the client would be still expecting the deadline to be the same. So it's like there's X amount of work to do and there's Y amount of time left and X is larger than Y. What happens then? Someone's going to be working overtime or like someone's going to be like in a crunch mode trying to get everything done. People like missing breaks and that kind of thing. And I didn't really like that. But that's not just a thing with consulting. I think that's a thing with software engineering and tech companies. Like crunch, if you, oh my God, the worst one is game development. If you look up game development crunch time, oh my God, that seems so hectic. But then at the same time, like, yes, there was times when things got hectic and we had to work a little bit extra. But if you love the work, then that doesn't really matter to you because you're having fun. It got to a point where I wasn't really interested in the work anymore. So then if I was asked to do a little bit extra or I needed to do extra to finish stuff, I just didn't want to do it you know what I mean like when I started I was like yeah this is exciting this is cool because I'd never done software engineering stuff like that before and I started and I was like yeah this is so much fun I'm loving it and then it got to a point where I was like I don't know if I want to do this anymore like I don't find it interesting so when you have that kind of dislike for the work already and then you get these crunch deadlines and all that kind of stuff you're not really into it so that's basically like one of the reasons why I ended up leaving as well as the YouTube stuff. Like, if I didn't have YouTube, I'd still be working there 100%. Like, because, like, it, it was a job. You, do a, you don't have to love your job. Sometimes a job is just to make money. And I think that's something that... That's some advice that I would give, right? Just because you're not doing your favourite job in the world at, that, at this particular time doesn't mean you're going to be doing it forever. It's a means to an end, Right? you need to make money to survive. So if you're doing a job to make money and you're doing that and it's fine, there's nothing wrong with that for this, for the time being, like until you work out what you want to do and how you're going to get there, then it's fine to just fucking work. You know what I mean? I think that makes sense. Um, okay. More positive things about consulting. So coffee, I was not a coffee drinker during university and I do not even know how I did that shit. Like I did not drink coffee. Bitch, I didn't drink coffee during university. Do you know how frightening that is to think about? Six years of university, I didn't drink coffee. My God. Like, how the fuck did I survive? I started drinking coffee towards the end, um, but it was more... <laughs> I don't think it really helped me that much in that last year because I'd never drunk coffee before. So then suddenly I was drinking coffee and my stomach was like, bitch, no. No you're going to memorize where all your favorite bathrooms are on this campus. You can infer from there. Um, but then when I started working, like getting coffee was such a fun thing. Cause it's like you leave the office in the morning to go get a coffee. You can like pick up, uh, pick up a couple besties on the way through and you're like, Hey, you want to go get coffee? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, yes. And then you go get coffees. Like that's probably One of my favorite things, one of my favorite memories from working in consulting was that kind of thing, like catching up with friends in the office and going to get coffee and then coming back. And it wasn't really a time waster because to be honest, I think that little 15 minute break or whatever it was, was the perfect thing that I needed to get myself started with my work for the day. And I found myself like in the hour and a half before I went for coffee or whatever whatever like amount of time it was, I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, another day. But then like you catch up with a couple friends, get a coffee and then come back and you're just ready to go. And that was really fun. And I've been cof- drinking coffee ever since. <laughs> so there you go. Um, oh, well, the next thing I've written is pissy mood. So that's kind of backflipping what I said just then. Um, but okay. I'm going to be fully honest. I was in a pissy mood a lot of the time and pissy mood just means like, kind of like pissed off or just not really there or not really enjoying it. Um, and I think it started becoming like that when YouTube started taking off because I was burning the candle at both ends. Like I would start work at nine or whatever and then I would finish work at five or six and then I would go to the gym. Bitch, I went to the gym. Like fucking, I've not been to the gym in months. I go to dance class. And it's kind of giving the give, but anyway, um, i would go to the gym and then I'd go home, cook dinner. And then I'd work on YouTube stuff, like five hours, and go to bed at one or something. And then I'd wake up and go to work the next day. Like what? I can't believe I did all that for that long. It's kind of crazy. And everyone was like, why don't you do more hobbies and stuff? I had no time, bitch. Like absolutely no time. But now I have time and my life feels so much nicer not to be shady to my past self. I was doing what I needed to do. Okay. I was hustling. I was getting it done because I wanted to get to the point where I am now. Um, okay. Flipping it to a positive. Um, one of the best things again about this, like about corporate and consulting all that was the people like I would walk in and someone would say nice outfit and I'd be like, Oh my God, thank you so much. But even just small shit like that was so nice. Like, they didn't have to do that and they still did. And it's like, it might sound inconsequential, but it's like, if you're feeling like shit and you're really tired, you know, you look tired and you look gross and someone says that they like your shirt or they like your shoes or something, you're like, oh my God, thank you. That's so nice. So I always try to like compliment at least one person a day about um, something like shoes or um Something like that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't want to make it like, oh, you look good today and you look shit every other day. That's like, you have to be careful that you don't come across like that. Because sometimes people would say that to me and I'd be like, I'd be like, you look brighter than usual. And I'd be like, bitch, if you don't stop. But yeah, sometimes it's nice to just give people a compliment. Anyway. um, And I remember one of the ladies that I used to work with at a different job, a receptionist, I spoke to her a lot because... I didn't really vibe with a lot of the older people that I worked with. Like we didn't have much in common, but then this lady at reception, we were like besties. Right. And I was telling her how, like I had to go get all these blood tests because like I was just feeling tired all the time. Even if I had like lots of coffee and when I would get up, I'd feel really like lightheaded. Um, so I was like getting blood tests for low iron and she bought me Milo cereal, (laughs) which if you don't know, that's like cereal that has a lot of iron in it. And she was like, I hope you get better soon. I was like, bitch, this is so nice. Yeah, shout out to her. She's doing well. I don't know what she's doing. I haven't spoken to her in years. Um, Anyway, okay. So my friend Hannah, um, it's going to be a really specific story. Um, I think Hannah's been on the channel before. No, she definitely has been on my YouTube channel before. Um, She was in the work vlog that I did. So if you remember that, you probably know who Hannah is. Anyway, I have this really funny memory of working with Hannah. And we both decided for some fucking reason that we were going to listen to Boom Boom Pow on repeat for as long as possible. Yeah. And that's something that we did. Like we, I think we did it for like two or three hours. We listened to Boom Boom Pow on repeat. Like not even to stop to talk to other people. Like you start to have like one ear in at low volume listening to boom, boom, pow. And I think that really changed me as a person. I don't think life was the same after that. Also, what are those noises that I can hear? Someone's talking the talk. Shouldn't you be at work? Says me. Um, And then I also wanted to like talk about some corporate adjacent stories. So what I mean by corporate adjacent is when I think about working in corporate and consulting, I think about, uh, my old apartment that I used to live in, because those two things definitely go together, right? I wasn't doing much else other than working and then sitting in the apartment. <laughs> so, I have a couple of funny stories from um, that apartment. So, here's some. The evacuation. Mm, yes, I think I've spoken about this before. I don't know, maybe on the channel or not on the podcast. But... um One time when my mum came over. So I used to live... I can say this now because I don't live there anymore. I used to live like 30 floors up. So it was like a high-rise building. Like it was tall as shit. And um, my mum came to visit one time. And the stupid building... My God. The fire alarm drill would go off at 3am. And for what? Like, That's the problem with living in a building with a lot of other people. If someone does something dumb, like leaves the toaster on for too long at 3am and the fire alarm goes off, all the girls are evacuating, right? At 3am. It's kind of like, maybe I'd rather not evacuate and just deal with the consequences. No, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. I take that back. Anyway, so my mum was staying over and the fire alarm went off at 3am and we shat because it comes over a speaker that sits right above the bed and then in the lounge room. And it's like, emergency evacuate the building emergency and it's like sir come on so then we have to like throw on some shoes and you can't take the elevator because it's like that's protocol you can't take the elevator during a fire escape alarm situation so you have to take the fire escape to escape the fire tea so we're going down these flights of stairs 30 flights of stairs and my mom is asthmatic so she was struggling on the way down we get to the bottom And it turns out it's a false alarm. Oh, fucking course it is. So then the line to get in the elevator to go back upstairs was insane. Like, we were in the line for like 20 minutes and it hadn't moved at all. So we were like, well, looks like we're taking stairs back up. So we start walking up these stairs to the 30th floor. My mum nearly has an asthma attack. We get to the floor that I'm on. And the fucking key doesn't unlock the stairwell door to get into the floor. Sorry? What? That seems like a bit of a problem. We couldn't get into the floor with the key from the stairwell. So we're like, well, shit, what do we do now? We had to fucking go all the way back down to wait in line for the elevator to go back up. And is that just not sick and twisted? We ended up doing 30, 30, 30, 90 sets of stairs at 3am. It's sick and twisted. It honestly is. Same building that... um people were staying in Airbnbs and were just fucking flush nappies and clogged the pipes. So the pipes were clogged. Boots the house. And one of the floors... Because, okay, so much to explain. This building was a little bit hotel. So I think there was like 40-something floors. The first 10 floors were like hotel and the rest was like residential. And the hotel section had a pool and the, the blocked pipes meant that the pool overflowed and because the pool overflowed, it meant that the floor underneath the pool started flooding. So I think it was like level eight or something had like 30 centimeters of water the whole way through the floor because of the flushed nappy from the fucking Airbnb. Yeah. That was such fucking scenes. Oh my God. I definitely have spoken about that on the channel. I have a video about it. Um, Another thing, the fucking window cleaning, big building, lots of glass. As you can imagine, that glass got to be clean, which could be a logistical nightmare. And it was logistical, logistical nightmare. Can't say that word. Logistical, hello, logistical, hello, logistical nightmare, such a nightmare that one time I got a letter in my mailbox, never got mail, bitch. Only mail came from the building itself. So they mailed me this notice that said, we will be doing window cleaning and your blinds need to be closed from this date to this date. It was five weeks. They were like, you need to have your windows and curtains closed for five weeks straight. And I was like, not on my watch. Five weeks? Could you not narrow it down a bit more? Like it used to be like two days and they're like, no, I'm just going to close for five weeks. I said no. Then I moved out. Not because of that, but the timing worked out. Um, There's the time that I opened my apartment door and a dog ran in, like a little puppy, little, like, I think it was a pug. No, French bulldog. Little French bulldog puppy, like, ran in and just jumped on my bed. And I was like, can I help you? And the owner was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then he had to come in to get the dog. So this random man was in my apartment. That was a moment. Um, There's the time when the building, which had four elevators, three of the elevators were down. So only one elevator was available. To service 40-something floors. Going up and down. Absolute fucking scenes. And you couldn't not take the elevator. Because remember, the key doesn't unlock the floor that you're on. That was my... What era was that for me? That was my tumultuous sophomore album era, I would say. Waiting 45 minutes for the elevator. Missing dance class. All that shit. Tumultuous. Sorry, while I'm talking, I just can't stop thinking about how I've got 15 nerd ropes arriving today. Are you familiar with Nerd Ropes? Willy Wonka. Them shits are so good. It's like this um, kind of stretchy candy with nerds over it. I ordered 15 online and they're coming today. I got an alert. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to eat my Nerds Rope. So that's what I'll be doing today. I guess the summary for my corporate life is that it worked for me while I was doing it and then it wasn't really fun anymore. So I stopped doing it and I had the opportunity to change jobs to doing this, which was lucky. So, um, I can not see myself working corporate again. I think it would be different, um, just because I know what to expect this time and I know how to set boundaries and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I'll probably end up in an engineering job I just don't know when it's just hard to navigate. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Especially with YouTube. Cause it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like my channel could fall off and no one watches my videos and I make $1 a month and then I need to go back to working, which is fine. But it's just like, it's so hard to predict when that's going to happen. But it's like on the other side of my channel could do really well and I could hit a million subscribers and I could be girl bossing around town. You just don't know these kinds of things. So yeah, I guess that's an update. Um, Thank you for listening. I think next week I'll probably, I'll either have a guest on or I will do a more informative educational episode. Educational is such a fucking stretch, but you know what I mean. Um, Also, side note, if you had invested in Ethereum and Bitcoin when I said to on the podcast, you would have almost doubled your money. Thinking about that. So, hmm. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good week and I will talk to you all soon. Peace out, bye.